Where can you find time to learn functional programming? By the end of this episode, you will have five tips to pull a learning system, learning environment together to set yourself up for success. My name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. The reason this is important is I talk to a lot of people who want to switch their careers from, you know, maybe they're, they've been doing object-oriented programming and they want to get into functional programming. And the thing is, the older they are, the further into their careers they are, the harder it becomes. They've got more responsibilities. They're older. They have kids. They have a family. Uh, they are used to a higher salary and they've, they don't have as much time. And so they don't have as much flexibility for switching. Now I've talked to countless people who have made the switch, right? But it's harder. It's definitely harder. So it's important because it's, you got to start now. It's not going to get easier. No matter how old you are, it's not going to get easier. Okay. I guess if you're just starting out and you're just learning programming, maybe it's too early to, to specialize into functional programming. Uh, you know, just program that's, that's enough. Uh, but if you, if you're already a programmer and you like what you see in functional programming, the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. All right. So I have five tips for how to get this set up so that you, you can find some time. Um, and I want to give an analogy. Um, when people talk about like starting a running habit, they want to start running. The advice is always about making it easy. Like do all the setup beforehand. So you say, well, I'm going to start running tomorrow morning, right? Well, they say, well, get everything set up tonight get your shoes out, put them by the door, get your running gear, get it ready, get it, you know, set it up so that it's easy to put on. Um, if you, if you, you know, are going to drink some water beforehand, get a bottle and fill it up with the water so that it's ready and set a time when you're going to leave. Okay. I'm going to leave at six o'clock before breakfast. Uh, how long are you going to run? Like make all the decisions before. Because especially when you're starting a new habit, you're going to have a lot of inertia. And that is the same thing that you need to set up for learning functional programming. Um, I was lucky. I started learning functional programming. It took a lot of time, right? Uh, that, that is clear. I think for everyone, it takes time. It's a, it's a big field. There's a lot to learn. Uh, but I was lucky because I was still in school when I started. Right. So I had plenty of time uh, and I could do my school assignments in it. I asked my professors if it was OK. They said yes. Um, and I could kind of choose my electives around it. You know, so it was it was something that um, I looked out in because I found I found that I liked it then early enough. Um, but now that I have two kids and. um you know, my wife and I'm, I, there's just a lot of life stuff. I've got a house, 
Like, I don't think there is time <laughs> to learn a new skill like that. Uh, so I totally sympathize, even though there is, there is time. It's just, uh, it's just about making it happen. So here I've got five tips for, uh, getting yourself set up the same kinds of things like putting your shoes by the door. Um, but the night before, uh, it's all, it's the same kind of stuff. So the first thing is pick a language or technology. Uh, you don't want to say, okay, I've got time now to learn. What am I going to learn? You don't want that to be the question. You want that to already be set up. And so the first thing you're going to have to decide is where, what language are you going to use? Are you going to use a functional language that's like very focused on functional programming? I'm talking Haskell, Clojure, Scala, uh, Elixir, Elm, whatever it happens to be, you could choose one that's super functional, like just jump right into the functional side. Uh, you could also choose a different approach. Say if you're a Java programmer, you're going to uh, focus on a small step, which is Java 8 lambdas, right? Or if you're a JavaScript programmer, you say, well, I'm going to do functional style JavaScript because JavaScript is a very paradigm agnostic language and it has first class functions. So, you know, people have found a lot of success doing functional programming in JavaScript. Um, so either choice, it's up to you. Um, I, I think if you're, if, if you've been hesitating and you're, it, it might be better to start with a smaller leap, like the Java to Java eight lambdas or the JavaScript to functional style JavaScript could be a, a better choice. Um, just a little bit more about that. Um, I, I went to a meditation retreat. And it was a Buddhist meditation, and the teacher was talking about how you don't have to believe all of the the metaphysics of Buddhism, right? You don't have to believe in reincarnation. You don't have to believe in any of the you know the the Buddhist dogma. Um, what's important is you meditate, and it should be practical now. So you should start to see benefits from meditation starting very quickly, right? And you shouldn't continue if you aren't actually seeing benefits. And, then, and you know, then he says, well, you got to give it two, three weeks. You know, you can't just do it one time. But what his point was that uh, Buddhism, Buddhist meditation is a very practical thing. And you don't have to make a big leap of faith to... Uh, for it to have benefits. It's not a faith-based system. And that really struck a chord with me, um, especially since I think the same about functional programming, that it should be practical from the beginning. Like every technique you learn should be applicable in a non-functional language or in a non-functional context. Right. So you don't have to make a big leap of faith. You don't have to say, oh, it's Haskell or nothing. Right. Or I believe that closure is the best possible language. You don't have to do that. Uh, you could learn just one concept from functional programming and that should make your programming better. Right. And then, of course, there's more. So you might want to learn the second one then the third one. And th those should all help all of your programming. So. It's okay if you just stay in Java and learn how to do streams, 
right? Java H streams. It's okay if you just learn how to do um, something in JavaScript like uh, uh, higher order functions, you know, something like that. It's just perfectly, perfectly fine. I, and I would applaud you if you did that. Okay, so that was number one. Number two is to get your system set up. Get your computer installed with whatever language or technology you you need, right? So get your IDE set up, make sure you can open a file, uh, get your, you know, get closure installed and, and make sure the REPL works, whatever it is, get set up so that when you do have a moment, when you have some time that you've dedicated to learning, you don't have to do it. Uh, you don't have to s start installing and stuff and feel like, oh, this is just a waste of time. You want to get that done ahead of time. So those are the kinds of things that you can kind of do in the spaces between things, you know, like, oh, let me look up the commands for installing Haskell, right? And then, you, you know, you just have them open in a tab. And then at some point you're like, hey, I have some time. Let me, let me type those things in. Okay, I had an error. I'll search for it, but I don't really have time to solve it now. You know, you can do these things gradually, right? The worst would be is if you're like, you cleared your schedule, you got, you got a babysitter for the kids. Uh, you know, you, you're, you, you went to a coffee shop and you bought a really expensive coffee and a big slice of cake and you're like sitting down, you're all ready. And you're like, Oh, now I, now I'm just going through error messages and stuff. Right. You don't, you want to, you, you don't want to get there. Right. So you want to spend that time elsewhere. You want to spend the, the, the time from, you know, uh, oh, I had 10 minutes after work when I was just futzing around trying to get Haskell installed, but it wasn't stressful because I just put it aside when it stopped working and now I'm going to, you know, I'll come back to it, whatever. Um, so anyway, get yourself set up so you don't have to do that in your dedicated focus time. It's not, it's not worth learning <laughs> how to set this thing up. You know, it's not like a huge, a great skill to have. Um, and it's not worth that dedicated focus time. All right. Number three, pick a small project, something small, tiny, like, I mean, even getting, you know, Fibonacci written, I, I would not say that that's too small. If that's a challenge for you, that's, that's perfect. Um, it could be something like, uh, get, uh, get closure, get a web server running in closure. I can boot it up. I can hit a hello world page and then I can take it down. Right. That is, that could be for you a nice, nice sized project. And when I say nice sized project, it's something that you think you could do in three hours. Um, I believe that it should be something that you could do in another language. Like that's, that's nice because it means you're not trying to learn too much. Like if you've never done web programming before, it might be too much to, to start web programming in a new language, right? It's two, you're learning two things at the same time and you can't tell like, well, is this part of closure? Or is this part of the web? You know, uh, another thing is just to help with motivation. It could be something you were going to do anyway. Like, oh, I was going to write this script in Python and I kind of already know how to do it. Why don't I try writing it in Elixir instead, right? Something like that 
where you're motivated to do it. You already have the need for it and you're going to do it anyway. So why not do it in this new language? And I want to emphasize the size really matters. You want to find something that you can achieve, right? If you only have two hours to do something, don't make a big project and then feel frustrated like, oh, I didn't get anywhere or I only got 10% of the way done, but nothing to show for it, right? You want it to be small. Start in small steps. You can build a huge application one step at a time. You want to you want to know. Okay, I got something done. I learned a little thing. That's good, because you don't have a lot of time. You want to achieve something. All right. Now the thing is, though, that small project can be part of a big project. So if you say, um, you know, my first step is to get closure running and then shut it down. Um, you you want to have another step in reserve, right? So after I get the, the web server running, I want to have it serving files from the local file system. Okay, once I have that, now I want to get it so I'm I'm using a, a CSS framework on my pages, right? So like little steps, but have some in reserve so that if it turns out that you are really fast and you get the web server running really quickly, you're not going to waste the rest of the time. You already have stuff ready. All right, so number four. Um, set up your environment. Uh, we people that is, we are very good at learning. Like that's what we do. Um, but we tend to also have this ability to, you know, if something's out of sight, it's out of mind. So setting up an environment for learning is something you can do to help improve your learning. So something you could do uh, that's pretty easy is order some books on the topic. If it's Haskell, order some Haskell books and have those Haskell books ready, available, sitting on sitting where you put your books that you you know if you if you're bored you leaf through right. Uh, you could you know if you want to go all out you could find a chapter that you want to read and leave it open, so that when you're passing by you see it. Um, other things you could do get some cheat sheets ready, print out some tutorials, have them have them ready. They don't have to be out like spread out on your desk, but have them in the environment so that if you when you need them you can just pull them down, right? Um, these are all all things to do to set up your environment. You know, think about when someone wants to learn a foreign language, the best thing to do is to go to the country where they speak that language, right? And you and you start interacting with people. It's everywhere. You're now breathing that, and and so your mind is just going to pick it up. We learn a lot just by by having the stuff happening around us, and your mind starts to realize, man, if I need to buy something, I need to learn how to say, you know, how to understand numbers in the language. So I better start picking that up, right? Um, and, and it learns things that you haven't consciously realized you learn. You haven't taught it. Right. And so just having stuff in your environment, just think about what you would do in your house. If you wanted to learn a foreign language, you might start labeling everything in the, in that language. You know, you get some post-its and you say, you know, this, this is coffee and in Spanish it's cafe. So you put a little, little sign that says cafe on it, you know, just, just little things like that. All of those things like stimulate you, help you, um, help you, uh, learn. 
So get your, yourself set up like that. Uh, get some things to put on the wall that it's like the Haskell syntax, you know, just have it there so that, you know, I'm not saying distract yourself, but just, just those little things every now and then when you glance at it, you'll, you'll pick up a little thing, you know, it'll, you'll get used to the syntax. Even if it's just that you might not pick up any like particular thing that you can do, but like, Oh, I, that's, that, you know, I, I was, it's starting to look familiar now before it looked kind of, kind of weird. All right. So let's set up your environment. Uh, number five, commit to some time. And I would say at least a week out. I'll, I'll talk about why in a second, but commit to some time, like say, okay, on Saturday from one o'clock to four, you know, one to three hours, um, I am going to work on this small piece of my project and really commit. That means, uh, make sure that you've got the focus time. No one's going to interrupt you. Turn off your phones, th those kinds of things. Just get it all so that you can concentrate and pick a project that you can do in that time that you can achieve so that you can have some sense of accomplishment in it. And that's a win. If you get that done, no matter what else you get done, that's, that's good enough for that amount of time. Um, it's, it's really important that you have something that you can focus on because when you're learning, you learn better when you, you are fully engaged and focused on it. Uh, and you want to, you want to get it so that you can get good at it in that, get good at something in that small amount of time. Um, the reason to do the, the, to set kind of a, a far future, or I guess that's more like near future one week out is because it's, it's kind of a, a trick that I like to do once I've committed to it and like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get it so I can move a circle around on the screen. Um, in this three hour block, like that's good enough. Um, then during the week I'm looking forward to it and I'll have a little bit of time here and there where I can like do a Google search. How do I move a circle on the screen in this language? Right? Maybe there's a tutorial and I can just use these like little pockets of three minutes here. I'm on my phone on the supermarket waiting in line. Oh, that this is a tutorial. Let me save it. I'll print it out when I get home. I can set up all those things to maximize my success at that time. All right. It's all about making it easy. Okay. That's really what it is. Make it easy so that you can maximize the time that you have to focus on it. All right. So to recap, um, I'll talk about the five things. Uh, one, pick a language. Two, get set up. Uh, three, pick a small project. Four, set up your environment. And five, commit to the time. Uh, do yourselves a favor. Look for ways to make it easy. Even one little thing could get you to learn one more bit. What actions can you take today to get yourself set up for success? Uh, please do me a favor. Uh, if you like this material, please subscribe or share it with your friends because if you subscribe, there's more like this uh, coming down the pipe and you'll be notified of it. Um, if, if, it, if it's sharing with your friends, if you liked it, 
you might you know you might know someone who'll like it too. Uh, I also like to get into email discussions. If you've got questions, uh, like things you want answered about functional programming, about learning functional programming, please email me, um, Eric at lispcast.com. Also, you can get into discussions on Twitter. Ask me questions on Twitter. I'm at Eric Normand with a D, and also on LinkedIn, I will answer your questions there. Uh, Just search for Eric Normand and you'll find me. All right. I'll see you next time. Bye.